So do you want to embody, adopt, allow another powerful means of changing your reality? Power not from force, but through being, letting go. It's to walk up to those lines on your pathway, the Florence Kagashi talks about, the blocks in your subconscious mind and literally move beyond them, let go of them, let go of the need to fight. It may sound funny, and perhaps you're drawn to this today because you can simply relate. My background growing up, being very sport conscious, athletic conscious, competition, academic, policing conscious, was that in wanting to achieve a goal, wanting to prove worth, must see the milestone, I had to somewhat fight the environment. The environment was hostile to me. So it had to be overcome. And so we think, it's almost like a program, isn't it? We're encouraged to believe that everything in the environment is noisy, is loud, is difficult. Has to be resisted. So we develop certain layers, don't we? And the identity in a way, it could be seen as a protective layer, a protective mechanism, a protective block around the heart. So we think as we get older and, yeah, we lose connection some ways. Not everybody, but for me, this example is related to me, but hopefully you can get value from this. We develop these mechanisms to try to protect what we feel we've lost. But in developing the identity, absorbing the programming of everybody around you, being so attached to the identity, we ultimately lose connection to that which we're trying to protect. So this is the most powerful thing, funny enough. And it may sound really strange, but of course it's a bit of a Taoist paradox Zen space that the best way to overcome resistance forcing, fighting challenging, efforting validating proving striving is to not fight not resist because what resists persists I find it difficult at times when I come up against my own programming. What will people think? What will people say? What will people do? How will they react? And you could even probably sense it. I've just shifted. I'm now walking into an area which is predominantly silent. And the pleaser, are <laughs> the prover, the person who validates their worth through achievement would and could not do something that's counterproductive to that identity. And that's why I'm getting at, and you probably noticed, most of this content I develop is around identity, identity shifting, 
spiritual awakening beyond the conditional identity. Because you get to this point on the awakening journey where you've done the work. You've shown a readiness to change. You've become aware of those patterns, behaviours, where we were encouraged to do the things to prove worth. But what I found, particularly for this person that was so wanting to effort, strive, prove, is when I gave up the need to fight, everything started to dissolve. But you've got to believe it first, isn't it? That's the big, the big test, the big challenge. So part of that, and for me, you know, this may feel unusual, it may sound unusual. It definitely does feel unusual for me when I come up against it. But this is kind of the point. It's not so much if you're very good at resisting or fighting or overcoming challenges. You're not really going to change your reality that much, improve, open up your heart by finding more challenges, more things to fight, more things to accomplish, overcome. The powerful transformation does occur through no longer fighting. But to let go of the identity, you have to believe that you're safe, that you, you have to feel safe. So it's this chicken in the egg space where the identity is something we create to help us feel safe. And that's connected to our loved ones, our parents, some rules, behaviors. But if we always do what they've encouraged us to do, if we stick to the rules of behavior, which pervades identity and is what largely keeps identity in place, the environment, the people, the situation, everything around you will stay the same. Something I've noticed a lot recently, and it's actually helped when you come up against these, in effect, walls of identity, and someone who believes that we carry an energetic frequency, our frequency does emanate out to reality. When we stop forcing so much, when we be less judgmental or hypercritical, not we open up the heart, it trickles out to every aspect of reality. Part of the, for me, it's again like the identity and, and not needing to have the layers of protections. You've, you've got to believe. If you believe you're worthy, if you believe you're spiritual, you're divine, and you can consciously create your reality, you believe you're worthy of receiving, your body and behavior will respond to that mind, that consciousness perception of self, of identity. But it doesn't have to be an identity that's so fixed anymore, because that seemingly is where the change happens. 
Here, for example, I'm in this space, again, in, in the library top level of La Trobe, and it's a silent area. So for me to be noisy to be speaking is disrespectful to the people around me. Particularly when there's silent rules all up around, all above me. At the same time, if there's no one in my immediate space, immediate environment, <laughs> am I really breaking the rules? There's a saying, isn't there? Is there really someone listening to you if no one's in the room, if no one's in the, in the wilderness? If someone calls out and, and, and it's not heard, did it really happen? Did it really occur? And it's seemingly similar with, with us in this awakening journey and the heart opening. It feels to me like that reaction, the chicken and the egg, about the heart. We're so afraid of how people will react because we've actually already created the belief that our words depend on how they will react and how we think they will react is how we believe or we feel about ourselves. So we so fear criticism and judgment because we're normally so critical and judgmental. And we get that constant echo, that magnetic effect of the law of attraction or assumption. But this is it, isn't it? Where the belief is so powerful and you can practice and play with this.